0: what it do baby what it do welcome to the eighth episode of our podcast um i'm here with our beautiful podcasters uh, ferris chelsea and gwen and we also have a special guest all the way from manchester right now i don't know what how he's up right now it's <laughs> like 12 o'clock in the morning but martin is in the building how are you guys feeling right now Oh, good. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Mario. I appreciate that. Yes, Paris, Chelsea, go ahead. How you guys feeling? I
1: feel good.
2: i good kind tired. Tired. I feel
0: <laughs> I feel overwhelmed. Though. You feel overwhelmed. Why?
3: Um, because I love to be outside. So, um, adapting to staying home definitely was a challenge for me. But surprisingly, I'm I'm doing better than I than I thought I would be.
0: Well that's this is the craziness that's happening in the world right now but um, I'm glad everybody's healthy and feeling good and that's the most important part I that's how I feel um, but today is a dope dope episode we have two special guests um, on Keaton Parks and Yannick Dice. Um he's our CRTC coach and Keaton Parks is our NYCFC midfielder, number 55, if you didn't know. Um, but yeah, before we even bring them on our podcast, today is about wellness. Wellness, how you feeling about yourself and mental health. Um, with mental health and physical health and, and especially um, Mental Health Awareness Month is this month how are you guys feeling mentally and physically right now
2: well I'm doing fine now I think it's just like Chelsea said kind of getting used to staying indoors I mean I'm kind of already a homebody as you guys know I don't like being out that much so it's not that bad but I guess like having school and work doing that while staying home you can't really change your environment having to focus at home and then you have like I have like five people in my house and then I have a dog, so it's always like loud in my house and I just can't focus. Right. But um mentally I'm I was I was super stressed. Um this week was finals week. I'm officially done now. Yes, so let's go. Graduated to graduate. graduate. Wow. So that has I I feel so much more relieved and I'm just like relaxing now. Um but yeah, I think I'm more worried about maybe other people around me that I'm worried about myself. Like I'm thinking about like my mom and how like she's doing, she's like expressed, she sees death like all the time at her job now. So she's always expressing how like she sees it in her head. So we're trying to make sure she's getting the, basically the help she needs from like her job. They're providing therapy for people. So we're making sure like she goes because she just talks about it. I mean like one time she came home and she's like, I saw five deaths in like 20 minutes. And it's just like, that has to impact the person. You know, you like, those are patients she knows cause she works in a rehabilitation center. So she has these patients for months. So she gets to know them. And then like to see them pass away is just like really difficult. So I think I just get more stress for her because it's like, I'm just at home. I'm not really dealing with nothing. So I think that's the only like stressful part of like my mental health is like worrying about my mom.
0: Right. Um, Ferris, how are you feeling mentally?
1: Um, I think from the last episode it's like a little bit different I think well part of it is fasting it's a little it takes a big toll on you but I think I've been doing um I did I've been changing my routine a bit since I first started um the quarantine and everything I've been going outside a little bit but most of the time I've been running I used to take like little short trips to get like if I needed to go to the market I would just buy it for like, like three days or something I've been getting like longer hauls. Um, I've been training a little bit at home and sometimes at the park and, and it's usually closed off, like they they lock the gates and everything, but I find my, my the whole park is just to myself and I'm just training there for a little bit because for me, I just, I just can't get the idea of not doing something and not like moving my body a bit and I, I don't want to like, you know juggle in an apartment and then the ball keeps bouncing on the floor and my neighbor is just knocking upstairs you're making way too much noise <laughs> but <laughs> i think mentally though i think i think i've been i've been doing a little bit better um last time i was just doing a lot of self-care my, my nails are still nice but yes. Yes. i'm still taking care of myself <laughs> just making sure you know at least when i come when we all come out like I look the best ever and feel the best ever, so everybody's going to be like that. Ferris, I didn't even know him, you know?
0: Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. I totally understand. No, I get it. Chelsea, <laughs> how, how's your mental health and um, and physical health right now? What you've been doing? Anything?
3: I'm dramatically emotional as it is without anything going on. So, um, oh, Lord. surprisingly, <laughs> surprisingly, I think that um, like go and hit it on the nail. I think that's the metaphor they use. Yeah, we're um. Still working on your metaphors. <laughs> on the metaphors.
4: The nail on the head. That
3: one. Nail on the head. Yeah. It, on the head. <laughs> um, basically, like I've been trying to think less about me and more about what I can do for others. Um, in the sense that. We work with children, so I coach also with CITC and we're doing virtual sessions. And um, I also work with um, Prospero and Randy, which they kind of um, look over the community department with Kwame, you as well. So it's kind of just being as useful as I can. I also signed up for a senior kind of call volunteer opportunity where you call seniors um, and just kind of have conversations with them. I told my mom about it and she's like, how are you gonna call seniors? You don't even call your old grandma. And I felt so bad. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's true, it's true. So it's just, I think it's just a moment of reflection, figuring out what matters and what doesn't matter. Like sometimes I stress myself over work, but it's not just irrelevant work. It's work that's gonna make an impact on the children, on their families, on whoever's kind of taking part in it. So I think it's just a moment of reflection. Um, and not being too much in your thoughts because when you're too much in your thoughts, I think that's like This one's a good metaphor. It's you drown in a glass of water Okay, so it's like you have a glass of water and you're drowning in and it's not not that serious That's what we say in Spanish. es ¿De, de agua, so It's a lot, but it's trying to keep your mind sane and focusing on what matters
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's that's nice. Please call your grandmother. Please call your grandmother <laughs> well, <laughs> And Martin, the homie from Manny, um, 16...
4: one six, okay, okay. 0161. 0161. <laughs>
0: 0161 um, yeah, man, how how are you feeling? Because I know that you know we've had conversations through WhatsApp, but like, how are you doing mentally, man? Like, and physically right now?
4: Generally, it's, I think it's such an interesting time for everybody because. It's probably like the most testing time for people's physical and mental health, like for a a lifetime. But then I think like being in lockdown and quarantine gives us so much time to work on our physical and mental health at the same time. So I think it's kind of like what you make it. So it's been like, it's been tough. um, And I think like what everyone else said, worrying about people around me, worrying about the older people in my family. Um, thinking about the the staff that I work with, the kids that I work with, um, that's something that weighs heavily on me. Like we work same as you guys in some of like the, the toughest neighborhoods in Manchester, and not knowing like what are those kids doing right now. Like we've not seen those kids for for two months, and we've been able to catch up with some of them online or with phone calls. But I do worry about those guys. Um, but I think on like a personal level, it's been. A real good time to maybe do some of the stuff that we've not always had the time to do. Um, I've been going out on bike rides since I've been able to, which has been nice. I've read three books in the last month, which has been good because sometimes they just sit by my bed and I never get to them. And I keep them there to remind me that I'm going to read them one day. But um, <laughs> I've been active with my reading. Um, so it's, re- it's really interesting because I think there's a real opportunity to actually work on our physical and mental health as, as testing as this is.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um
4: do you want to go into
0: depth on your bout with COVID-19? Um I know that was a scary time. I was I was very nervous about you. Um yeah, yeah if you
4: you want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I'll try and keep it brief and tell me if I'm I'm going on too long. No, no, talk. Well, but um you. basically I don't know probably 7 seven weeks ago now. Um At first, like I I remember it was like it was a Wednesday night and I went to bed at like half eight. And I was like, I didn't feel great. And I was like, why am I going to bed this early? And I went to bed. um, I didn't have like any symptoms that suggested that I would have had COVID, but I didn't feel great. And I woke up the next day and my whole body just shut down. Like I couldn't move. Um, If you would have said to me there was like a million pound at the end of the street, I wouldn't have been able to go up and get it like I I literally could not move like for anything and then slowly throughout that day my health was just deteriorating, breathing got difficult um, and then eventually had to call an ambulance Um, so I was taken into hospital, they said they think I've got Covid-19 but they obviously they need to test me, they put me on a ward, they did the test by the way, I don't know if anyone's seen the video online, but the test is as bad as it looks. Like it's no fun at all. Um, that's go straight down your nose, right, and then comes yeah, out but they do the both skin. nostrils. They do both nostrils and your throat. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> so yeah, I had the test. I was in hospital, and the first time I was in hospital, like they did a great job. They made me feel comfortable. I had them. I was on oxygen. I had medication and I was, I felt like I was recovering. So I was in hospital for three days. On the fourth day, they said I could come home with some antibiotics and I should be feeling back to normal over the next few days, basically. So I didn't think anything of it. I thought, okay, come back home. I was quarantined from my family, um, but I was okay. I was watching Netflix and I was reading, so I was happy. I had no one to bother me. Um, And like three days later, basically like my, my breathing had just deteriorated completely to where, the previous time when I went into hospital, I found it difficult to breathe. Um, and this time, like, I couldn't breathe. Like, I, I thought I was dying. I was, like, fighting for air, gasping for breath. So same thing, called, a hospital, called an ambulance. The ambulance came and got me. They took me into hospital. And they x-rayed my chest and they found out I had pneumonia in both lungs. So my breathing was sort of for probably three or four days, almost non-existent. My, my chest had basically shut down in a way. Um, so I was sort of breathing with, with the help of the machines. Um, and I was just, it's probably hard to even explain entirely and forgive me if I can't find the words. I, I was, I was in a really bad way. Um, I probably, I, I don't fully realize how, how bad it was because I was living it. Um, but from speaking to people and speaking to the doctors I think there was a two or three day period where, like, they wasn't sure I was gonna pull through. Um, but thankfully, as I'm as I'm here on this call to test testament, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, something kept me here. It wasn't my time, and I I, I battled through. And it, one of the things that's really key with this, like, on the subject of sort of mental well being and and also like mental toughness. Like, I remember one day I woke up, and the day before I'd got myself into like a bit of a mess because I was just upset and I was thinking like. I'm gonna die in hospital on my own. Like my family couldn't see me. If I died, they weren't gonna be able to bury me. And I was like, I got myself worked up into such a fuss over this. And I went to sleep that night. And like, if I'm honest, I didn't know if I was gonna like wake up the next day or I didn't know if I was gonna get through the next few days. But I woke up the next morning and I just decided, like, I'm not dying here. Like, there's no way. And I just had like a newfound sort of determination to, to get out of hospital, to get home to my family and just to fight it. And like, I was asking the doctors every time they came and saw so like, what can I do? What can I do to help? And they started to gradually reduce my oxygen. And when they reduced my oxygen, I like ran with it. I'm like doing laps of the room, like walking, <laughs> carrying my little thing with me. Like I need to get out of here. I need to get better. And I just I started fighting. And um, I was probably in hospital for like another four or five days. Um, and then they let me come home. Um, I came home, which was really special because, like I said, there was probably a period 10 days before that, I didn't think I was going to come back home, come and see my kids and everything. But I had to quarantine again. So I came home and I was quarantined for another week. So that was that was maybe the hardest bit was like starting to feel better and starting to recover. But still, like, by that point, I think I'd not seen my family for two and a half weeks. And I still couldn't see them. So I was like in the house, I could hear them playing in the garden or in the room next to me and I was locked away in the bedroom for another week after that. So that was maybe the time that was hardest throughout all of it because at that point I was, while I was really sick, I was probably too sick to worry about that kind of stuff. Um, But once I started to recover that, I found that really testing. Um, And then, yeah, it's just been a case of slowly but surely trying to build myself back up. Um, I didn't eat for 10 days at all, I didn't eat a crumb. And what the doctors explained was like when your body goes through trauma, like it it shuts down things it doesn't need. So like the energy needed to digest food was energy I didn't have. So my body decided I don't need to eat. Like I didn't eat a thing for 10 days. Um, So it was like just getting used to eating and eating good food. And then one walk around the block became two walks around the block, which has now become a bike ride or a run. So I'm just trying to get back going. Um, glad. hopefully I'm here to do it so that's been Absolutely. it's a good story it's, it's been tough but there's a lot of positives to take from it because a lot of people haven't been as lucky as what I have
0: it's true it's very true um but I'm I'm glad I'm, I know everybody here on the call is really glad that you're up and about and uh, yeah man I'm, I'm glad to see you brother I'm really glad to see you seriously um but yeah so our next guest that's going to be on here is, again, NYCFC midfielder, Keaton Parks. Um, Give a round of applause for Keaton Parks, (laughs) y'all. What's happening, my G? How's everything, man? Everything's good, bro. I'm doing really good. How are you guys doing? I'm chilling. So, Keaton, tell us about what you've been doing with NYCFC, your fitness routine, all that stuff, because I know – i'm not working out as much as i should i'm trying to do my workout wednesdays but yeah what you been doing brother
5: so our fitness coach has us on a workout uh, routine all week uh we only get sundays off now uh we actually had like when it first started we had a few days off each week um cause we had i mean we had no idea when we were going to start back up or if we would start in just like a few weeks or so um but now we, we really don't know, like hopefully this next week we can get back into individual training. But they got us working out um, in our living rooms. We do two video calls a week where we do strength training. We have yoga calls. We have kickboxing classes over video calls. And then also we have a bunch of runs that we have to do. And the, so the funniest part of it was like they, they gave us all these runs and they said, please do these on grass so you're not hurting your joints and stuff. And we're all, we all, everybody replies, like, where are we going to find grass? Like, we live in New York City. Like, <laughs> there's no grass around here. Um, but they're like, they're like, no, don't do the runs on concrete." Like, all right, thanks. Like, well, I guess we'll figure it out. But so we've, we've been going to this turf field near us. Um, we've gotten kicked out a couple times by cops. Uh, but just because, like, the fields are closed, right? But we still go up there. Um, but we've just been trying to stay busy with all of that, with all of our workouts. Um, they only last us, like, maybe a couple hours in the morning, though. Um, and then we have the rest of the day doing nothing, I mean like just like everybody else just stuck at home um, so so for me, it's weird because uh, usually we're going up to the training facility, we're there for four or five hours every day, right. um, and that just takes up a huge chunk of your day and uh, you're going to see your teammates and your coaches and just and just see all all of that um, but yeah, we're just stuck at home and try to work out here in our in our living rooms and in the streets and at closed parks jeez man, I mean this is for. I mean this is for everybody
0: too like. I know being at home stuck at home we're eating so much yeah. junk food like let's be honest like I've been munching on chips I got Oreos I had chips ahoy it was it's really bad but like what have you guys been eating um what junk food have you been eating or
5: yeah I try to avoid the junk food if I can yeah. but it's hard we, I like desserts a lot I eat cheesecake and ice cream and Regular cake. Uh, my, my girlfriend's been making cake and cookies and baking all these different desserts. <laughs> so that doesn't help either. Um, but we no. do cook pretty healthy meals. So like our main dishes are usually decently healthy, but, um, all the unhealthy snacks in between them, I think kind of takes away from that. <laughs>
0: yeah, I understand. Ferris, um, what kind of junk food have you been eating brother?
1: So because, um, I don't know. So, i'm fasting but that's not like i still eat i think i eat more than i than i do regularly because like i I eat at night right but so like, like throughout the whole day i'm like training three times a day at least every day while fasting which probably isn't the best idea but at night my stomach is like growling making me really hungry but i've been cooking a lot more so like i've been making a lot more steaks a lot more um like steak. hamburgers yeah you should,
5: you should you should try skirt, skirt
1: steak <laughs> skirt steak is really really good and then like i had a sale from whole foods like for getting prime they gave you like some money off but it was good um i think yesterday though uh it was my first like outside food i had chick-fil-a but i, I couldn't resist chick-fil-a so no I, I, I got That's yeah it, it's, it's really really good <laughs> they're so nice they're like here you go have this <laughs>
3: Go to? Which one's open? Just, just for a one friend, at eighty
1: six, you know? yeah. <laughs> The one at 86, but, but like the line is so long. But I went at like, like 20 minutes before closing time because I, so I break my fast at like 6 yesterday. I had to, or you just see me running like right after I eat straight to Chick-fil-A at 86, like with like five minutes left before it closes. So wait, so wait. <laughs> you eat and then go to Chick-fil-A? We usually break our fast with a date and water. And then, like, uh, uh, okay. I make these samosas, Like, they have like, like little pastries with so like meat inside or whatever you want to put in it. So I take like three, and then I had like two in my mouth, and I was just running and munching down <laughs> on it. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny.
0: Martin. I know that things are different in England with snacks, but they have the same kind of uh, tasting, I guess. Um, but
4: what kind of... Yeah, assert- your, your
0: chips are, are crisp, right? Yeah, yeah, see, let's not even talk
4: about this, dog. Uh, yeah, I'm going uh, to do... I'm, I'm on your turf now. I'm on your turf. So I've been eating chips. <laughs> I, I've been you eating chips. I hear- I've been playing soccer. I've been... <laughs> no, and desserts, 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 desserts. I got sweet tooth. It's crazy because, like, like I said, I didn't eat for a while while I was sick. And then I come home and I was, like, maintaining this eating well. And I don't know where I got that from because it only lasted, like, three weeks. And then I've (laughs) been eating so many desserts, like, and people have been baking. Like, my friend I used to work with, like, an old colleague, he texted me. I woke up the the morning, there was a text, he said, check your front door. So I go to my front door and the guy baked me a big banana loaf. And he was just like... (laughs) He was baking and just, he thought I would appreciate it, which I did, but it probably also wasn't a good idea to eat like half a banana loaf for my <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> oh so, Yeah, chips oh, and desserts. A,
0: well, when I hear you say chips, I'm hearing french fries. And then when you say crisp, I'm like, all right, he's eating potato chips. Right. <laughs> but uh, Gwen, what else have you been eating? Um, which have you been eating? Yeah, let's talk about that. What have you been eating?
2: Um. Okay, let's see. So, I've been eating rainbow cake. I've been eating Doritos. I've been eating Lay's, I have, you know, like the family size big tube of like tub of ice cream that you're going to be
1: there. the whole thing
2: Not
1: at all.
2: What are you trying to say, Ferris? Well, go <laughs> <Damn. I don't>... ahead. <laughs> so, we got like vanilla and the chocolate. So, we have those in our fridge. And then we also have like the Haas and like popsicles. There's like the chocolate. Haas is good.
0: Everybody is cheating with dessert. That's that's my that's my little that's
2: yeah. And everything. then my sister likes to cook a lot, and she's the no only one to cook, so she's been making me like homemade fries, and I eat that like a couple of times a week. It's just it's really bad. I probably I I've, I've been eating so much in quarantine. Like before quarantine, I probably eat like one maybe two meals a day max. Like usually it was just one meal a day, just because we were so busy. And now it's like three meals a day, and then like five snacks.
1: <laughs> I try to make it... peanut butter cookies, and my oven didn't let me. Just oh. like, yeah. Have
2: you had lays and peanut butter, or is that weird? What you said
0: now? Lays,
1: like lays, lays and peanut, peanut, peanut
5: butter. butter. Oh,
2: no, 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 no. that's weird. No, no, it's weird.
5: It's weird. I no, no, try it. He said that's weird. <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah, just try it. Just try it. Just try it. It's, okay.
0: okay. It's I will good. not try it. Um. Anyway.
2: <laughs> so mean.
0: <laughs> um, it's something, too. Like, people put French fries, like, I think Wendy's fries, like, they put fries Frosty. in the, the ice cream. In the yeah. Frosty. That's good. Yeah. That's
2: Frosty.
0: a thing. Uh, peanut I'm butter. Not
2: well, I'm not going to try it. But I mean,
0: McDonald's, yeah. I mean, it's they're it's fries, good. you got to eat quick because they get cold. It's good example of
1: healthy,
4: <laughs> healthy living at all. This but is just like, all rumor. I've heard that this is good. I've never tried it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I've tried it tastes good. It, it, tastes, it
0: tastes good. Um, Keaton, I, I heard that also you have a dog. That you got a dog. I don't
2: care about your dog. I'm obsessed. I
0: need to. before you talk about your dog, I just want to warn you that Chelsea and Gwen will every time you talk about your dog will say, "Oh, <laughs> oh." Right now, but how's your dog doing and 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 everything else, yeah.
3: What's the
2: name? How old? We like need a whole like She's
0: freed.
5: <laughs>
1: she wants the government.
2: Make an appearance, that's fine too.
5: <laughs> he is a three month old Frenchie. And he's doing good. He's a lot of work. And whenever my girlfriend's not here, I have to watch him non stop. But uh, he's fun though, like usually um, if I'm like too tired to go and take him for a walk or whatever, I'll just bring him to Sebastian Ibiaga's house because he has a dog too, and then I'll just let their dogs go crazy for a while and wear him out. But
3: yeah,
5: <laughs> he's I a cutie. Um, he thinks he's like big shot, like man of the house, but I just beat him up and make him forget <laughs> that real quick. <laughs> but he's doing good. He's getting real
1: heavy, chunky. Um, but yeah, that's how we he like gotta, them. Lord. Yes. <laughs> see Gwen's faces the whole time.
3: <laughs> no, because they're so cute. They're perfect I the dogs.
0: I can see if I made a appearance on Workout Wednesday. You don't understand how. I was Gwen... pushing for that. <laughs> in
2: the comments saying, "Can we see the dog? Can we see the dog?" <laughs> and
0: then lastly, Lastly, with you, Keaton. Um, you joined our Workout Wednesday. How was that? Um, for you and I, it was cool seeing you and Coach Omu doing your thing. But like, how was your feeling about it?
5: That was a lot of fun. Uh, I think that's. I mean, like, just like New York uh, NYCFC is doing those uh, NYCFC moves with Jake and uh, some of the players and stuff. I think that's a great thing for for people to be able to get on and watch and and get a workout in um, in the middle of the week. And I think it's it's different. So you like you're uh, you feel a part of something. You know, you get to watch like somebody do it online and you know, other people around the city are are doing the same workout as you. And it's, it's more exciting than going out and trying to do your own workout by yourself. So um, I think that's a great, a great thing that you guys have put together. And um, I I had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, I've been getting some trash from guys because I'm, I missed like some touches on it and everybody's making a big deal out of it. All right, we don't make mistakes. Don't make mistakes. Yeah, just a couple of mistakes. That it happens. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's true.
3: Brad was definitely vocal, vocal about his opinion <laughs> during his life with Omo the following week.
0: He was definitely talking trash about you, uh-huh. but yeah, give a round of applause for Keaton Parks for joining us. Oh, Keaton, I appreciate yeah, you so much, me, man. Um, but yeah, I can't wait. If you join, um, Samson wants to do, wants to join Workout Wednesday. He'd be the coach. We'll allow him to come through, man. But thank you so much for coming through, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys.
3: Thank you, Keaton, thank, Thanks, you. thank you. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> He's
0: perfect. He is adorable. Samson is adorable. But yes. So now that we have Keaton Parks, we also have another guest, um, with us a CITC legend himself. (laughs) Um, He he works with uh, SNL, which is Saturday Night Lights. Um, And also he does some community coaching in schools with us. And also he coaches with the French Football Academy. I hope I said that right, in here in New York City. But give a round of applause for Yannick.
6: Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. That's quite some uh, introduction you gave.
0: (laughs) But of course, we also, we always have to give a, when we have a special guest, we also have to give like a big, big, big uh, introduction for you. So just speaking about what we're doing with um, our virtual classrooms, Chelsea and Gwen, because you guys are really into this more. Um, And Ferris, if you want to chime in too, because I know you've been doing virtual um, classrooms with, with your school.
1: Uh, AP test, bro. <laughs> AP test just finished. That was a disaster. <laughs> disaster. <Yeah.
0: laughs> I'm so sorry that you're going through that. But, um, but yeah, um, what have you been doing, Chelsea and Gwen? And Yannick, what have you been doing with um, SNL Girls? So, Chelsea, if you want to start us off with our virtual classrooms.
3: Yeah. Um, so, Mondays and Tuesdays, I coach. Mondays, I coach kindergarteners and Tuesdays I coach 4th graders and it's honestly been awesome because the kids are taking part in physical activity with with myself and it's really fun to see them like even though we are going through hard times they still seem to have a positive attitude towards the sessions and they seem to be engaged and having fun and they look forward to the sessions which makes me happy because our whole entire motive is to keep them engaged and allowing them to have fun, even if it's from home. And we have sessions Monday through Friday. It's a lot of fun. The only thing is that not everyone participates because they have classes or they're probably eating during that time when we have like the midday classes. So it's a lot of um, kind of back and forth between both ends. We're trying to contact the parents and keeping the children engaged. But overall, I think it's um, amazing that we have the opportunity to have virtual classes and um, Gwen and myself, we coach on Tuesdays and she
2: can tell you a little bit more about that. Yeah, so me and Chelsea, were are coaching, <laughs> uh, we're coaching a STEM like soccer class on Tuesday um, in a school in Queens and I think they're in fifth grade. Um, they're honestly probably smarter than Chelsea and I, if you mm-hmm. ask me. Yeah, probably. I would say they definitely
3: are smarter than
2: us. (laughs) (laughs) Like we teach them like we have like obviously before the class and we're like preparing like what we're going to be teaching and all that. And like they get it in like two minutes. And it's just like I'm like a whole day before trying to figure out like what I'm going to say, like how I'm going to teach it, what the activity is going to be. And they just get it so quickly. But it's really incredible. And also I've been like taking attendance and like overseeing the classes, um, every single virtual class. So I kind of been able to see how every coach is coaching. And honestly, like, it's so amazing seeing like how these kids, what these kids are learning with like healthy eating. And I mean, obviously, sometimes there's a little bit of like wow moments where like one kid thought a vegetable was a hot dog. And it's like really not his fault. (laughs) Maybe he didn't learn what vegetables are. So it's kind of really great. They were giving him the chance to know what a vegetable is. And I mean it was funny, but then I felt bad because I'm like, this poor kid, like he thought a hot dog was a vegetable, which is like really sad. But that's why schools need to teach people how to like eat more properly. But that's where we come in. So that's good.
0: Yes, absolutely.
2: Yeah, that's where our expertise comes in. But it's honestly been like really great. And some of these kids I mean, today, me and Chelsea were looking at a class and like one kid was like beating up his brother in the camera and like dragging him on the bed. And it's (laughs) like the things you see sometimes in these classes, like super entertaining. But like you're seeing their life like you don't get to see this in like after school when they're in school with the other kids. So now you're like going in their environment, seeing how they are, seeing how their life is. And it's an experience. I'll leave it at that. It's an experience
0: right, right, <laughs> I'm just absolutely. gonna jump
3: in and say something. Um Gwen's probably gonna kill me for saying this, but um, so our Robo soccer class is robots and soccer, so uh <laughs> Gwen is, let's say not the most fit person that she would like to run or like even go for a walk. So when we had to do this class um it was like my mission and Prospero's mission to get her to do a portion of the teaching of the fitness part. Nice. So, I'm um, Do you want to share about what when you t- when you shared your friend, well, your experience with doing the fitness and okay. then telling your your friends? Okay. Do share, please.
2: So, I don't work out. Maybe before this week, all my steps a day were under a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I just sit on the couch. Like, but anyway,
0: hundred steps. In total, for the whole entire day,
2: said under 100 hundred. Oh, <laughs> so right.
0: For the whole
3: day,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just never, I just never worked out in my really in my life. But anyways, um, so I, I told my friends that I was gonna start doing this virtual classroom, right? And I was gonna be teaching STEM, and like that wasn't a shocking part for them at all. It wasn't until that I told them that our boss Prospero wanted me to lead um, half of the workouts with Chelsea. And they know Chelsea as well. So obviously, they don't like Chelsea's fit. She plays soccer, all this stuff. So they called me out saying I was lying about that I was going to be doing workouts. And no, of course, I was not teaching other kids how to work out because I don't work out. So they were saying that I was taking Chelsea's credit and that she's really doing the whole class. And that wow. I'm just trying to say that I'm doing it. And that if there's no proof, then it didn't happen. Obviously, everybody knows that. Everybody says that. So this past class that we had, Chelsea did take a screenshot of me doing some jumping jacks. <laughs> it was blurry, obviously, because I was moving, so I sent it to my friends and my friend said it looked like I was about to break my back. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> clearly, and also when I texted our first lesson, when I texted Prospero about the workout, because he was saying, like, oh, he was saying Chelsea and I did a great job. And I was like, yeah, like I was dying during the workout because after the first set of jumping jacks, I was trying not to hyperventilate. He was like, I thought I heard hurt, heavy breathing because he was in the class. <laughs> <laughs> no. Clearly, everyone in my life drags me for exercising. Even when I exercise, I get dragged. So. I'm just going to go back to sitting on my couch and only work out for the class when I have
4: to. Gwen, well, a hundred steps, steps, really? Under a hundred. Under, 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 dog. You got to have that under in front of it.
2: be more because I don't have an Apple Watch, so it only counts when I have my phone in my hand. So it could be more the times that I'm not walking around my house with my phone not in my hand. <laughs>
4: I was gonna say I, I'll, I'll be doing a hundred steps just to and from the fridge. See if there's anything doing. See if anything doing there since <laughs> the last time I looked.
3: <laughs> <laughs> definitely, everyone here definitely has more than hundred steps now during quarantine. I, going to and from the
2: back. I, That's all. Oh, that's my exercise for the day: is going to the fridge, then going back to my bed, or then going back no, to the couch. No, no. no. See,
1: Gwen comes back from the. She's like, that was a workout."
2: <laughs> so right i literally have like sat down it was like whoa <laughs> that, was, that was a lot for me
0: oh man no that's no
2: me looking different after quarantine you guys know why but we're gonna mind our business and keep it pushing okay
0: so. <laughs> hopefully next time you're on the podcast so episode nine but hopefully that when we come back for the podcast you will have more than a hundred steps down yeah, packed. That's your challenge. That's your month. Month a month Safe. challenge.
2: I have that more than a hundred.
0: No, no, no. It has to be. It has to be consistently more than 100%. on Tuesdays. <laughs> on Tuesdays. <laughs> you hear that right, there? Tuesdays.
2: Cause I well, that's when I coach, you know, on Tuesdays.
0: But Yannick, tell us what you've been doing with SNL girls. Um, and and how's that going for you so far?
6: Yeah, with uh, SNL girls, we've been doing sessions about three times a week. And it's basically, we divide it for older girls and younger girls. And it's basically just fitness, ball skills, and we do also other activities. It's basically based around the idea of just getting the girls busy, giving them something to do, give them, uh, like, sort of a place to be that's not super school-focused. And, uh, yeah, so far it's been going very well. I'm trying, my goal is to try to get... Maybe even girls that are not a part of SNL on uh, in on the sessions and just grow, grow as far as possible, right? One of the benefits about doing sessions online is that you can be anywhere and join, right? So True. that's why we've been trying to to push out there. So yeah, it's been going pretty well.
0: Yeah, how many girls have been on the session, um, and they are they enjoying it? And are you seeing more girls hop on um,
6: every yeah, time that so you it- have? it kind of varies right because sometimes you have uh, girls also have school and uh and course. all like family obligations and things like that so sometimes we can have a range between about 15 to 20 girls in one or maybe we can have maybe as low as like eight five girls on, on another core, right so it different varies on people's schedules and what they have going on at home but yeah the girls really seem to like it i think that uh, i once learned as a coach uh is that you can prove yourself to be successful in what you're doing if people come back and uh we've been having constantly people come back and bringing their friends and stuff like that so that must be that they, they pretty much enjoy it so yeah yeah
0: that's dope that's really cool um i think doing virtual i feel like virtual classrooms have been like something that i mean we have to get used to because of what's happening now but like you can get more kids with the virtual classrooms and then when it comes back to the schools you can get the kids that did the virtual classroom to the to the schools and, and feel comfortable because they see it
6: yeah i don't know if you guys know the analogy of like when you like shopping for clothing is can be challenging right because when you go into a clothing store there's so many options right and i feel like that's kind of the life we live on like pre-quarantine and and uh covet so, uh, but When you're given, if you go to a store and you only have certain items that you can choose, it makes things much easier and much more simpler for everyone. And it's sort of the same when we're doing virtual classes, I believe, is that when we, when you have limited, you know, parameters that you can work with, it actually shows you about how much more you can actually do with it, you know? So I feel like, uh, it's sort of like a blessing in disguise that you can easily manipulate your situation now and. Uh, work with it to benefit uh, you guys in the long run so
0: no yeah yeah. it's so true it's so so i was gonna say
4: i I was saying the same thing in a meeting the other day that this situation has forced us to be a lot more creative and then there's things that we would have picked up in this time that i think will continue when everything goes back to normal because it's a much more efficient way of working um and yeah i think the situation has, has forced us to think outside the box where we wouldn't have considered maybe before doing a virtual class where now we have to and it's like oh we could this is something that could work in addition to the normal classes rather than as a replacement or when the normal classes come back we just stop them
0: yeah no yeah so true so true
3: yeah also test your creativity as a coach and as a, a mentor as well like thinking of you can help a person because you're physically there able to talk to them but it's also going above and beyond right um like martin you mentioned that you don't have that a virtual connection and you don't have that kind of one-on-one because they're at home, right? And some of them you have been in contact and some of them you haven't. So it's just regardless of what's going on, trying to find a way to reconnect with um, your participants and their families. So it is a blessing in disguise because if we're there to help them, we'll go out of our way to try and do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yes, definitely. Yannick, last question. Do you find it any difficulties trying to girls on more often or what's the difficulties of virtual like the classrooms for
6: yeah i think um there's nothing like meeting somebody or being in front of someone face to face right because then you can really uh, feel someone's emotions you can really feel the energy in the room and that's the most difficult part i think with uh virtual classes is that um maybe somebody could be going through something but you can't necessarily feel what they're feeling because you're you know behind screens or um just a face-to-face connection that you that you can usually get with people. I think that's one of the most uh, challenging parts about uh, doing things virtually. Um, but um, you know, like we have said, you know, you 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 are in these circumstances, and you just have to try to do the best you can. And uh, I think people recognize that you're that you are trying to do your best you can, and then you you go from there. You know. Absolutely, you know? absolutely, Matt.
0: Well. We appreciate you coming on. I know you've been busy <laughs> coaching and, and all that good Thank stuff. You. But uh,
6: can I just add, like, I my my last uh, hope through this uh, COVID is that uh, I hope that we as society realize that we don't necessarily need to work 45, 50 hours a day and just grind, 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 where we actually try to uh, reset things and realize how important you know being with family being with friends and uh not always being in the office uh is important you know i would my ideal world is that we all work like a 30 to 35 hour weekdays and we have more time to spend with people that we want to and, and you know your loved ones and doing things that you outside of of work so i hope that we can all try to readjust the way we work in that in that way and uh Still get benefited for the work that you do, obviously. So Yeah.
0: I mean, we could just end the podcast there. I mean <laughs> That was deep. That was it's hard super to follow cute. that up. Yeah, it is really hard. <laughs> Thanks but, for having uh, me though, guys. Appreciate you, Yannick. Thank you so much. Yannick Thank Gisa, you guys. everybody, give Take a round of applause. applause. Then there were four. But yeah. Thank you so much, Hi. Yannick, for doing that for us, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, Chelsea can't add, but it's alright, though. It's okay.
3: Um, it's into the jar.
0: <laughs> Ferris, Ferris, yeah. knowing that you you celebrate, is it celebrate Ramadan? I don't want to say the wrong thing. Is well, it um, I
1: think it's more like participate. Like we participate, yeah. It's more of a, it's for the total religion, so like and it's not like anyone like it's if you're if you're able to, so if you can first afford to if you're not in any bad like mental or physical um distress that you don't have to participate or for females if they're going through menstruation they have that, that time off. Um and if you're pregnant, you know. So uh, yeah. You
0: participating in Ramadan, it's it's very special, um to to me honestly, because seeing how your rate is of like not eating for the whole entire day from like when the sun comes up to when the sun sets, that is very powerful. And I feel like, just want to commend you for doing that. Um, but how how has it been during uh, quarantine time? It, it, was it, is it easier? Cause I know during school it might be harder, but uh, is
1: it easier now? I guess it really depends on the person. For me, I think it, I would say in general, for everyone else who's participating it is definitely easier for me i think i made it worse for myself but like i guess like so every year it get it goes back um 10 days so like next year instead of um when was april 23rd it started it would be like april 13th right so that's usually how the the calendar is and like so i remember in, in the summer the days are longer so it's a lot harder to fast and like it's getting easier and easier every year because days get shorter as it goes back to the winter time but I know for sure, like, we're not, from for for the general public, they're, like, sleeping from, like, they wake up whenever they want. I know some people wake up at, like, 2 or something. That's, like, their morning. And then they go to sleep at, like, 10 p.m. So that that's easier because they, they made the day shorter. Um, I think with schooling, it depends if you're, like, in high school or like, middle school or wherever you're in. Like, and you have to wake up in early for class. Like, I have to wake up. Thankfully, I don't have a first or a second. So I wake up at, like, 9.55. I sign in and I go right back to sleep um, <laughs> and then but I think I definitely made it harder for myself especially like this month actually and the future months to come because um. so aside from so when you don't eat uh, um, if you don't eat well in general like you don't have enough energy for the next day and that's why it's like important to eat your carbs and stuff so you do have slow energy for the next day and that's what athletes usually use. Like they'll eat pasta the night before so they have energy for the day after. But I think it's definitely harder to like fit all your requirements into like a small period of time and without getting tired from being up all day. So I eat, I try to eat as much as I can over like, and I take small, it's definitely better to eat like small portions, multiple of them. So like it goes into your body quicker instead of just being bloated and just walking around with this like, Pregnant belly inside of you, and it's like. <laughs> but I, I, I've been working out like so. I would I would train three times a day, um, in the morning. Like as soon as I wake up, I do some like juggling and touches real quick. Um, and then, usually I w- I would go outside every three days into the, the um nearest field, get it out anyway. So I have to hop the fence, and then like you just see me. I'm the only one just in in the field. I usually I try. I know it's not good, but I try to sprint. And we need a mask, right? So instead of, like, the regular mask, I have, like, this training mask that, like, limits your breathing. It definitely makes it harder for me. But yeah, I just can't stand the fact that, like, Man. somewhere somewhere, <laughs> somewhere, in the world is definitely training harder than me. So, like, I, in my head, I'm like, I can't let them win. You know what I mean? I like that,
0: that Jordan mentality. I like yeah. that. Jordan mentality. I understand.
1: But, it's, uh, it's, um, not, it's not bad. For every other, like, person, like, um who's not, like, hurting themselves as much as i am right now i think it's definitely easier because um a lot of a lot of it is that it's like seeing people so like in school i would always see somebody with food and and pe- my friends are mean they would be like mm, you want this you can't eat that's my and it's like The water. Mm-hmm. But you know when you, you see you seen, like the commercials where like the the water is like falling onto like the the yeah. if it's a drink and it's like a refreshing drink mm-hmm. and you see the droplets that's what I imagine when I see like water and somebody drinking. Oh thinking. my <laughs> god! Faris, <laughs> can I, I can
4: I ask you? Um, one of my friends because he was saying that he thought during quarantine fasting would be easier because he was using less energy, therefore he needed less food, right? Yeah. But he okay. said he's bored, so he wants to eat more, so it's been even harder because he's like in the house. And he's like, what do you do when you're in the house? Like, you Mm -hmm. probably watch TV or you play games or whatever. And then, like, you're in the kitchen. So he said he thought it was going to be a lot easier than it's been because boredom, like, people eat when they're bored. So that's made it even harder. Whereas he said if he was working, then he can account for, like, a large portion of his day where he keeps his mind busy and he doesn't think about it. And it's easy to put it to the back of his mind.
1: How's that been for you? So, like, at least for me, like, I've definitely... Now I've been bored because I've been sneaking outside and playing when I'm not supposed to. But if whenever, like the days I'm, I take like rest days, like just to recover, I just, I, I don't know why. I just go to the kitchen and cook and make my food for later. And then that that smell like fills me up. I, I definitely get what he's saying. And the worst part is like, so after you don't, like when you don't eat for a while and then you eat like a big sitting. You ever like been to Thanksgiving and then you get really tired after eating? That's because, like, you haven't eaten for a while and then you eat a big meal and you just want to sleep. So, like, imagine, like, only eating that small piece yeah, and then y- you want to sleep. <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> 100, oh, steps. 100
4: steps in. I need to come and do a New York Thanksgiving. That's, that's on the menu. I need to do that. Come through. If you want to, like, tell us about kicks, because some
0: people... On our podcast, is like what's kicks? It's like, are we kicking something? But um, <laughs> <laughs> tell us what kicks is,
4: and what do you
0: guys do for your participants um, during Ramadan?
4: Can I, if I, if you don't mind me deviating, can I talk broadly about what we do on outreach? Because I'm gonna get told off by everyone else if I just talk about kicks. No, absolutely. Oh, no, man, absolutely. You know, kicks is my baby, and so do they. I know. I've got to represent for everyone. Of so course. um, we. So sort of my, my role at CITC, I look after the role of our outreach provision. So essentially everything that we deliver that's not connected to sort of a school or educational establishment. So anything that's out in the community in the evenings or on the weekends. Um, so included within that, we have our sort of girls engagement programme, which will be girls only football sessions with uh, mentoring and coach opportunities for young females, which is what our young leader programme is in Manchester. So that's how we do our young leaders. They're all females. Um, we have a a massive disability project which is just about giving um, young people and adults a chance to play football and sport regardless of what their disability is so we'll do a lot of specific um, sessions around different disabilities to make sure that they're accessible and that those people have everything they need to be able to have the chance to play and then we have Kicks (laughs) so Kicks is is my baby it's where I, I started in this sort of industry and it's something that's really close to my heart. So Kicks is a, a project that all of the Premier League clubs in England do. Um, but the idea is that we sort of use football to do youth work. Is like the really short answer. So the sessions are football sessions, but they're not really about developing footballers, but they're more about developing the young people as people. Um, a lot of the staff will not. We would employ people who was, who are coaches, but then we would also employ sort of people with youth work or social work backgrounds, to be able to deal with some of the issues that we have. And then those sessions, they're all free to play and they're in sort of the most deprived communities in Manchester. So areas where we have trouble with antisocial behaviour, areas where there's traditionally poverty, areas where you've got issues around unemployment. And that sort of the project is targeted at making sure those kids have somewhere to go that's safe. They can play football, which as we know, football and sport generally has a lot of physical and mental health benefits. But there's a provision for those young people to sort of feel supported outside of football. So a lot of those coaches, um, they wouldn't even consider themselves coaches. A lot of the time they would probably refer to themselves as youth workers. They're really there to make sure that those kids are are supported, have a positive role model and someone that's in their community to to really be there for them and give them somewhere safe to, to play and to sort of learn and develop as well. We have um, sort of probably two main areas in Manchester which are sort of large and predominantly Muslim communities and they're sort of split. So we have quite a big um, sort of Somali and East African community um, in one area of Manchester and then there's sort of a more North African community in another area of Manchester. Um, but those two areas, um, alongside sort of with a, a big Pakistani community, would be largely Muslim. Um, and in those areas, we, one of the things we do straight off the bat is ensure that a lot of the coaches that work on those projects come from those communities. So they understand sort of where those young people are coming from, the, the nuances in those communities, the different issues they might challenge, different issues they might encounter, and things that are going on day to day with those people that they might bring to the session with them. So, so we're best prepared to deal with them. Um, so one of the things we've done in the past, I think Faris made a really good point about the time when, um, when, you, when you can break fast and how that um, becomes harder as you go later on into the day, Um, Kick sessions are in the evening, so a lot of the time, what we what we tended to find is that participation really dropped in those communities because it was at a time probably two or three hours before they were due to breakfast, and sort of playing football or doing any sort of physical exercise around that time of the day would be particularly challenging. So one of the things we do in the past, working with a partner, um, sort of who works within that community and has links, is push the sessions back. So the young people were able to break fast and then come and play. Um, And then they had an opportunity where, because for a large period of of their summer or a large period of the year, they were missing out because they were sort of too tired or too drained to take part just before fasting. So we was able to push that back to make sure that they were able to still take part and play. And I I suppose as an example, that really sums up what the Kicks project's about. It's just making sure that we are providing for those young people, the, the support that they need and, and being flexible enough to understand that okay maybe for a month we're going to push the sessions an hour later or two hours later um, means that those guys can participate where they wouldn't have been able to otherwise.
1: I wish that was a thing for me because like I remember when I was in a club like the time was the worst time it would possibly be it was from seven to nine and I yeah. broke my fast last year at eight so like I would be training and you would see me like halfway through like just open so, eat, yeah, drink drink the drink the water yeah. and then just continue. I couldn't eat because like it would affect me if I was so, like on the bus back going back. I would you would just see me like just eating away my, my lunch that I packed away. But, yeah, yeah, that would have been nice.
0: Man, that's hard for you. I, I know that definitely is hard for you. So. I
4: think it's tough. One of the things as well, I just wanted to say, sort for you, Faris, and anyone that's that's going to listen to this as well. I think the idea of fasting, I think it's one of the greatest forms of discipline. And it's something I I commend anyone that that does it. And I think it's one of those things that if you have the sort of mental willpower and and capacity to to not eat and not drink when that's what your body's needing, you can you can do anything with your mind. If you can stop your body from drinking water when you need water, you can do anything and and take that into everything that you do. Like I know you just mentioned school then. Everything that you can do now when you're facing challenges, like nothing's going to be as hard as not drinking water when you need water, ever. So I think the the strength and the willpower you have to, to, to get through it, I respect it. And I think it's something that's also important to to carry with you in everything that you do. I think, that's so crazy you said that, Martin. One year, I think Chelsea
0: knows what I did, but one year I did like uh, three weeks of like, not eating well it was like i took away one one week was like no sweets the next week was like no meat and then the last week was like no food uh, at all just water um and so i tried not to I, I didn't eat no food for two days and that was the hardest thing i've ever done but like knowing that i could uh, i did that i was just like yeah, i did that
4: and like that, that's true discipline true, true that's the truest form of discipline true it's so true
0: finally last thoughts last thoughts i hope you enjoyed my song just now everyone um yeah. don't be hating don't, right. hate, don't hate don't hate i will do iTunes, it again
4: spotify apple music like, facts facts let's we'll see the new artists you know what i
3: mean that's Roosevelt. has got
4: you in your back because he's been singing on the on the instagram this week shout out to Roose for uh ksr that's his name. KSR.
0: Um, for singing on our Instagram post. Um, last thoughts. How are you guys feeling about the episode? And what do you want our listeners to know about wellness? Um, Barris, I'll
1: I'll kick it off to you, Ferris,
0: Last thoughts, my brother.
1: I want to talk about the AP test, that whole that whole thing. Cause I I don't know if you guys been on either TikTok or if you've seen on Instagram, but so so what they've done this year is they canceled all the Regents, right? So nobody has to take a Regents. However, if you have an AP test, you still have to take an AP test, right? And so this whole school year, so I I think I'm only taking AP literature, which I've done, but some people have like six AP classes that they're all taking and they still have to take it and they get like a, a time slot and everything. But this whole year we've been planning for a specific like the way that we did it, like it's always um, for AP Lit, you get uh, these questions. And we've been taking like multiple choice quizzes and I've been failing every one of them, getting like four out of 12, but I've gotten better. I got to six out of 12, I was, ooh. But. um, (laughs) (laughs) And we've been preparing for like the, the poems and everything. And we find out that it's just gonna be this year, one question that's 45 minutes and you have to write an essay and read the passage that's it, you, that's all you get. And the worst part is we've been taught like to write a thesis with the author's name and the title and and they've been trying to like scare us of not cheating. Like they, they put out like these posts where like they will they will like track your internet and cookies and all this stuff. So they know if you're talking to anybody or whatever. And uh, I think the funniest part was they made an Instagram post where like they made a, a, a questions and answers like recently asked questions. And you just see the comments and they're all like, you drop this and it's like the crown emoji and it's like don't pick it up (laughs) so like because everybody's like mad over the fact most of them like if it was they didn't have it um they didn't have like you they used to be you can retake it in june but now everyone has to take the may one unless you have like a a severe you, you can't take it so i definitely think i either got like a two or maybe on the edge of a three hopefully but i don't know i'll see how that goes but man i hate ap tests College Board, if you're (laughs) checking me right now, I'm sorry.
3: What is this about that they didn't have to take the Regents?
1: Yeah, there's no Regents. Where
3: was this when we were in high school and we couldn't graduate without Regents and (laughs) they would send us to summer school because (laughs) of so?
0: Stop. Okay. Because you wouldn't want to go through what Ferris is going through right now. One question. 45
2: minutes no ap in high school that's why i would have not had to take no test
1: (laughs) what i did is that
2: i took college now classes and that helped me a lot some of them
1: can't even like i've seen like some videos where they they try to submit and there's a timer this the timer is visible just to make you more anxious it's like three minutes and like and you can see it go down and there's like this one video of this guy like trying to submit his work is like and then he just screams and like just breaks his computer because the time passes and you can't you can't submit it after that that's it like and you can't retake it because that's the only chance you get like once you took in the test and you, you and and he couldn't submit his essay so yeah
2: he failed his test and he needs a new computer
1: yeah <laughs> that's his fault
0: that's his fault yeah and, he, lost, uh, he lost he lost twice yeah he lost <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> big facts um gwenny gwen um gwenny, <laughs> gwenny gwen um <laughs> Final thoughts.
2: Final thoughts. Don't be like me. Exercise and eat right. (laughs) Do good in school. You know, it feels really great when you're done, so keep pushing. I know it's hard right now. Also, if anyone who's gonna go to college next semester and is listening, if they're gonna have online class, think about what college you wanna go to and don't pay high tuition if you're gonna be doing class already online anyways. You know, just Explore your options and then transfer it to another school once classes are in session because that's tuition ain't worth it and also just like stay home please like please just stay home because I want to go out already and I'm just really tired of seeing everybody outside and I know it's hot outside now and like please just stay home. You see what's happening with the rest of the country and like the south where they're opening the country the coronavirus cases are going higher so please just stay home.
0: Please. Stay home. Stay Please home, stay home, and congratulations, Gwen, for graduating yeah. college. I'm now. Class
2: of twenty twenty.
3: <laughs> class of twenty twenty. No yay! We're
0: gonna have
1: a virtual graduation for you, Gwen. At least you on... can get, Gwen. You can get Krispy Kreme donuts on Tuesday for free, a dozen. Where? Yeah, for Where? class of twenty twenty. Please don't tell her that, cause she's not gonna. Per family time. or per person? No, per yeah, person. Do they deliver too? Cause, delivery, cause <laughs> not gonna
2: she work out on Tuesday. Since March
1: eleventh. Oh, if it's oh, Tuesdays was it? is the most a hundred steps on Tuesday, that's what she said. Oh yeah, you can get your hundred steps out. In. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you need to verify that you're graduating? No, no, no. You just need cheating. you need like any 2020 <laughs> merch or like a uh, your ID, your student ID card that says like you're graduating. I Maybe mean, I can
2: just so we can just buy 2020
1: merch. Oh, yeah, goodness. or just. Uh, see here we go but
0: congratulations again congratulations ag- again Gwen yeah. for for graduating college Thank um you. Obama's gonna be your, uh your commencement speaker right Everybody yes in
2: 2020
0: I'm so, joining so that.
2: they're doing a class of 2020 graduation tv special and Obama's our speaker president Obama
0: anyway Chelsky, <laughs> Chelsea <laughs> Chelsky, Chelsky. Chelsea oh. Chelsea 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 Final thoughts, Chelsky.
3: I think my final thoughts would just have to be, um, take everything in. Yannick hit a good point where he said that, try not to get overwhelmed by work because although it is essential, it's also important to make memories and embrace those who are close to you because you never know um, when that opportunity will no longer be there. And the worst way to live your life is saying, I wish I did this. So if you can just do what you want, um, call your grandma, call your grandfather. Being okay. present is important. So try your best in this moment to be selfless. Um, I know that everyone's going through things, but if everyone is takes the opportunity to be selfless, then you will comfort someone that you didn't know you would be comforting. Yeah, just stay home because as Gwen said, I want to go out, but it's about being selfless. So if you want others to go out, you have to stay home yourself. I know we live in New York City where it's crammed and we have apartments, but a stroll in the park with your mask on doesn't mean that you have to sit there hanging out with your friends. Like you're all hanging out in the car, going to his house. Like Be mindful of your actions because everything has a consequence. So, Yeah. yeah.
0: Big facts, big facts. Martin.
4: Martin. (laughs) Martin. All right, Manchester.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Your final thoughts, brother, and I just want to say before you uh, say your final thoughts, I appreciate you coming on. It was very special to have you
4: on our podcast for this episode, but Thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. Seriously. Man. Thank you for having me. And thank you for doing this. Like for me, I sort of came into this line of work wanting to give young people a voice. I was a young person who was fighting to be heard like at all times. Now I, I have a voice as, as an adult and as someone in the, in the position I'm in. And I think a mistake that a lot of sort of professionals or practitioners or people that work in this space is we think we know what the young people are thinking and we don't. And I think for this podcast, um, I've been locked in since the beginning for you guys to come on here and be so honest and be so thoughtful and open in these conversations. I think it's really important and I think it's something that um, I've shared it like with my team. It's something we want to replicate in Manchester. But yeah, thank you for doing this. It's, I think it's huge. I think it's really important. And I think it's something... Maybe not now, but you guys will realise in 10, 15 years from now, like how important this was and how groundbreaking it was. And the the voice that you've give your people, your communities, um, your your backgrounds, like the times when you spoke about the, the ethnicities and the communities that you come from, these are conversations we're not always being able to have. So the fact that you guys are having them is a blessing. So thank you for doing that. And thank you for letting me be a part final thoughts on on health this is something i'm i'm real passionate about right now these are not normal times so don't put pressure on yourself to be normal because you're you're going to go mad like i see so much stuff online about what you shouldn't shouldn't be doing in lockdown what you should be doing in lockdown is taking care of yourself take care of yourself take care of your family make sure everybody's good past that if you get a chance to read great if you get a chance to work out great If you don't, like, you need to do you because these times, they're not normal times. And I think people are going to send themselves crazy trying to live normal in times that aren't normal. And I think we have to recognise that this is not normal and then adjust and hopefully in the near future we can go back to what normal was or maybe there's going to be a new normal. I hope there'll be a new normal. I hope that there are some changes that come out of this. But in the meantime, let's stop putting pressure on ourselves and, and get through the day. That's so why I keep telling people, whatever gets you through the day, because this is a tough time for everybody. It really is. It really, really is. Um,
0: but, yeah, man, thank you for, for hopping on. Hopefully you can hop on again on our
4: uh, future. Bro, I've been asking to come on in since the beginning, man. So.
0: <laughs> we had to work our way. We had to work our way into it, you know? We had to work our way into it.
4: Um, Honestly, yeah, I'm I'm available whenever you'll have me. Sounds good, man. Sounds good. Last thoughts for me,
0: I think it's, it's just pretty simple. When you're going through things, um, try to talk to someone about it. I think it's very important to voice how you're actually feeling, especially during these times of confusion and, and people dying and, and things like that. It's just make sure you talk to someone because just venting and letting things out it helps. It, it really does help. Even if it's like you're on the verge of crying, crying helps. Talking about it helps. You um, know that Chelsea is very emotional, so she cries a lot. But crying after she all this time, after she she finished crying, she's like, "Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to do stuff." And it's just like, <laughs> so all like right. that. <laughs> I'm just like, "All right, okay, okay." But no, I think it's very important to uh, to you know talk about how you feel. But uh, yeah, thank you so much, guys. Appreciate you. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, all Subscribe. that. Subscribe. So on our Instagram and Twitter is C I T C underscore N Y C, and then for our Facebook is C I T C N Y C, and then our YouTube is City in the Community NYC. So please. Please, 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 and don't forget too. We're also doing series with our family in Manchester. So we're doing CITC talks. We're doing um, football together series where we're we're doing um, posting up activity cards for for what um, Manchester City sitting City the community is doing in Manny during COVID nineteen. But thank you so much. Thank you to Keaton Parks. Thank you to Yannick Dize and also special guests. Thank you so much, Martin for coming through. Ferris, Chelsea, Gwen, again, it's a pleasure so much, guys. Until next time, you heard me.